morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Call me a macchiato. That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere always. If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially with women. It's just whole essences to bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't. It's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday, every, every, every Saturday at 10 a.m. That is 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time. Coffee Talk with Soy is your new morning show. It's your girl, Soy, right here bringing you stimulating conversation to the Boo Nation. It's always a joyous occasion in the cafe. Drink on it, think on it, let's talk now. If Soy means I am, therefore you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, confident, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested, then rested, while you have real talk with Soy. Welcome to the cafe where you can unapologetically be you. Stop doing and start brewing. It's a new dawning day here in the cafe. I am so, so happy to be here. I am excited about our topic of the conversation uh, today. And I have to tell you that it took um, a little effort for me to pull myself together this morning. I think the COVID-19 has just um, gotten me so relaxed. It was effort to put on <laughs> clothes to participate in this show this morning. You know, I, I pulled out my coffee talk with Soy T-shirt, and I think those of you watching on the live can, can see that there, give you a little visual of my coffee top with Soy T-shirt. I usually wear this when I'm out representing um, the business of the show. And so this morning, I'm, I'm wearing that. I'm also wearing um, some earrings here. My, my, my ear jewelry is thanks to uh, my girls out of New York. Their business is Two Light Creations. They're twins. Kelly Wilford and Tracy Ramsey, I love them so much. Um, they're always looking out. They're always looking out. Not only do they do jewelry, but they also do um, other garments as well. Uh, last week I wore a face mask that was designed by them. So check them out, y'all. Two Light, the number two, L-I-T-E, Creation. Amazing sisters, they're twins. And um, their kindred spirit is just amazing. Love them. Thank you, ladies, for what you do. And I'm wearing uh, this ear candy here. Thanks to those ladies. Uh, my Coffee Talk with Soy T-shirt. And um, also from my stay-at-home collection are my spandex leggings that I'm very comfortable wearing. Uh, that's become my uniform. <laughs> so, um, But I know that some of us who are working from home are not having such pleasant experiences. Um, you are 
probably pulling together a couple of things um, in your household. You're working from home. You're parenting from home. You're educating from home. You're loving from home because you got your spouse there as well. So we're going to talk about all that good old stuff uh, throughout um, the show this morning. So my my, my topic um, is America ready for virtual learning? What's happening now and what's to come? So as we know that there are there has been a shift in what we all do. And it, it looks like it's becoming our new norm. One of those shifts has been in, in learning. So not only are there kids who are in elementary school and middle school, high school, there's colleges now that are doing uh, e-learning um, classes as well. But um, what the struggle has been is that everyone is in the same environment. And parents um, have kind of gotten frustrated with having to teach your kids from home without the support of the educational system. Now, we know initially there was, um, you know, when there is work from home, there is a curriculum, uh, I'm sorry, when there's education from home, from the traditional online courses, they are prepared for that. So we had to start this process, and the educators had to jump around and fall in line and come up with a tool to lead in this way. Well, speaking of leaders, I have an amazing woman who is in the cafe with, with me as well. I am going to uh, bring her on, and I thought she'd be fit to speak on this um, topic this morning because she has um, paved her way in the educational system, you all. When I tell you that this woman has um, been in the education system for over 18 years, um, certified in special education, K-12, um, she has um, have a dynamic um this resume of experience inside the classroom and outside the classroom. She's held um, positions from being a teacher to an assistant principal to summer school site administrator, special education league teacher, um, all the way up to, to a point where she was the principal of the educational uh, school. So this woman has had um, amazing experiences. Um, she's been an advocate for education since I've known her. Um, not only is she mentoring kids inside the classroom, but outside, she's supporting families, she's mentoring parents, and um, she's now in, in a position that the school system has become her client. So not only is she looking off of that for the classrooms and the parents, she's actually looking off of the entire school system with Literacy Project. So I want to welcome to the cafe former principal, Tiffany Bernie. Good morning, Tiffany. Are you there? Tiffany. All right. We are going to let Tiffany get herself, uh, we're going to let Miss Bernie, we're going to keep her up in the, um, really? Okay. All right. So while we wait for Tiffany um, to join us, let's talk to some of these parents who have, um, had some experiences, um, well, their, their last month experience in educating their kids from home. So, I have a 
six-year-old grandson who is in kindergarten. Uh, so this is his first year in the big school, <laughs> as he called it. It was a proud day for him when he was able to leave pre-K and go into the traditional school system. He was excited about that. He was excited that there would be no more naps. He was excited that he will be amongst other older kids. And um, he, is, um, <laughs> he is my pride and joy. But what I've been able to see you all was to see my daughter who has had to um, come up with a curriculum to support him while he is at home doing virtual learning. So I want to talk to her. I want to bring her on. I want to share. I have a couple of questions for her. And I think that she has some awesome, amazing concepts that she used to kind of help stimulate him and keep him excited about school. So I want to welcome uh, to the show. Jasmine Kamara. Good morning, Jazz. How you doing? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. You are such an awesome mom. Thanks for what you do for my grandson. I love you, and I appreciate you for that. Thank you. So, so Jazz, I, I have had the opportunity of, of watching you, and we posted pictures on Facebook about um, what she's done and how she is trying to keep him stimulated and excited about education. What, what were your challenges in, in, in um, making his day successful? Um, I think the, the biggest challenge was wrapping, was getting him to wrap his mind around the fact that this is still school. Because, um, of course, this is, his, this is his home, his safe place. This is a different environment for him. And me being his mother, um, he does not see me as his teacher. So just getting him to transition from that this is home where I can play and relax so that there's still a time set aside for us to do school and to focus on learning. Um, and that's where the schedule, our relaxed schedule, um, would come into play. Because if he can see what is expected of him, and, and he, likes to, he likes to know what is going on, likes to know what's expected, know what the plan is, once he can see that, he's on board with the plan. So once I created a schedule and had the time frames up for him and he has a clock, he can see what time he watches to see what he should be doing. Mainly he's watching for his break to see when his break time is coming. But in addition, he's watching to know, okay, I should be doing this activity at this time. Um, and that helped him become more on board with what we were doing. What what kind of support did you get um, from uh, his teachers or, or the school system in, in putting that together? So there were, um, they provide learning resources via um, lessons that they have recorded that he is to watch online. He watches a lesson, uh, whether it be a math activity or a reading activity. Um, there's also lessons that they provide where they are reading a book to him and he has to do a um, an assignment after the fact, such as, you know, write about the plot or the setting. And they also provide, they have a morning meeting and they have an afternoon meeting. And in the afternoon meeting, they're talking through the lesson of the day. Um, so that is what they provided, and they have a timeline also, a suggested timeline for the parents to keep up with, but I think their timeline was from 9 a.m. to about 12, and what I extended to him, what I created his goals until about 3. <laughs> okay. How, how are the other kids, um, from your, um, in your opinion, how are the other kids um, participating? What's their participation level in terms of, like, the Zoom classes, the morning meetings, are, are, does it seem like all the kids are, are present and visible or is it spotty or um, I would say it, I would say it's spotty. Um, I can't say 
for sure because I don't know. All I can see is how many kids are logged onto the call, but I don't know how many kids are total in the class. Um, but I would say it's spotty. It, it varies. There are a couple of kids who are pretty um, consistent with showing up on both the morning call and the afternoon call every day. Um, but for the most part, I think I think it varies. Why do you Why do you think that is? Um, I just think that it's a hard. This is it's it's a hard transition for parents to do, um, especially for parents who are working from home. This is not easy. It wasn't easy for me. Uh, it's necessary, but it's not easy by no means. It's a sacrifice. Um, so I think parents may not take on that challenge, and it does not help per se. I'm not saying this is not the right decision, but the school has now come out and say, which a lot of school systems have said, that these assignments are not, this is not mandatory, um, at least on the elementary level. It's recommended, um, but it's not like if the kid does not complete the assignment or does, does not log on, they're getting marked for attendance or getting marked for a zero on any particular grade. So it doesn't hinder them in any way. Well, I... Um... I, I appreciate your participation. I wanted people to hear different perspectives of how the parents are adjusting at different grade and age levels, as well as how uh, what the responsibility is for the child and the parent, as well as how, how is the school handling or dealing with this? What is the level of commitment they expect from an educational child or a child in middle school or, or a child in high school? I have another parent. Um, thank you, Jasmine, for that, and um, kudos to, to what you're doing and continue sharing that um, so that people can um, find ways to make um, education learning and, and make it conducive for them who are working from home. So thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. So Carla, Carla um, Galloway is another parent um, that I have here, and Carla has a middle-aged um, child as well as a high school kid who is um, um, working, um, she's working from home, she's teaching from home as well. She has become, she's the parent and also has become the, um, the teacher and she's teaching a, a middle school child as well as a high school child. So Carla Galloway, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good, dear. How are you? I am well. <laughs> Carla has a big day ahead of uh, her today. She's going to share that with you. But, but Carla, so, so tell us, how, how old are your children that you are educating in the household with this new virtual learning environment? Well, I actually have four girls. So they are 17, 16, 13, and 8. Um, so I have somebody okay. in every grade. Um, well, every school, elementary, middle, and high school. And, and what has been uh, your experience? First of all, tell us about how you're managing working from home with all these different age groups and making sure that they meet the requirements um, to complete their assignments that have been required. Um, I would say. I would say for the younger kids, um, it's been a little challenging um, because they require a lot more hands-on. Um, the younger one in particular, my 8-year-old, um, my high schoolers and the middle schoolers, they, they have been pretty self-sufficient with doing their work. Um, I believe early on during the pandemic when it first started and no one kind of knew what was going on, um, the teachers were just kind of giving out work um, and just giving them, hey, have this turned in. 
um, but it was missing that one-on-one being able to ask questions and make sure that you're comprehending what you're getting. Um, so there was a gap there. So I want to say around like the third week or so, they started making it a requirement that they then log on at a particular time um, to be in attendance. Um, now, my younger one, I think it's been more of a transition for her because she's used to more of a stringent schedule with school um, in terms of just the extracurriculars in addition to the academic just having that breakup. But since I'm working from home, um, my husband and I both work in healthcare. Um, he's been having to continue to go into the hospital when I was a, I'm able to work from home, but it's still challenging managing my work schedule and making sure I'm available to teach her because that hasn't been my norm, is having to be her teacher. Um, and they give them assignments and they do give them virtual opportunities, um, but those are sometimes during the time when I'm working or, um, you know, I may need to be there with her to kind of give a lot more one-on-one, hands-on. So it, it, it's been challenging. We've um, kind of hitting that threshold of ending the school year, which I'm happy about, um, but but it has been challenging, and they do miss school. They do miss school. Aww. Now, your, um, what, what has been, what, is, what do you find to work in your favor in terms of um, doing this? What, what's working for you? Um, I'm in the IT field. That's what I do. Um, so I think um, my kids are really technically savvy. So that has definitely helped in making sure they had their own devices. Um, I know friends and family of mine who have multiple kids who everyone does not have their own device, uh, which has been challenging because there are times, again, where you have to be signed on at a certain time. But if you have multiple kids that need to be signed on and you don't have enough devices, then they're not meeting that requirement. Um, so that has been a plus for us, um, as well as trying to break up the day. Um, I do try to not just have it be academic or just TV or just, you know, electronics. We try to go outside. We do um, things outside in the yard, or we started a garden. We're planting some fruits and vegetables. Um, we try to do arts and crafts. I try to let um, them help me in the kitchen cook just to kind of break up the day. Um so I, so I think having that flexibility has been helpful. Um, and then, of course, having the girls together kind of gives me a break for the younger one when I need to kind of really be in a meeting or something like that, having their help to kind of entertain her a little bit or, um, you know, kind of relying on one another as well. And how are your um, – do they support each other in, in terms of their learning activities, uh, can you join their classes, or, or, or how does that work in terms of merging some of that or, or yielding to the older kids to kind of help the younger kids? Are you able to, to do that in your household? Yes, and they all go to four different schools. So so it's not like they can – all their schools are different and have different rules. School and elementary school student goes to her school. Um, so, of course, they don't have where they can um, say, hey, what did the principal say? In that sense, they have totally different work. Um, but they are, of course, available to assist each other if need be. Um, but they haven't had to do that because um, the schoolwork is so specific to them. Um, the teachers have been making themselves a lot more available than they did in the beginning um, because I think everybody was in a learning curve of what we needed to do, and I don't think anyone expected it to prolong and that we wouldn't ever go back into class. So a lot of the schoolwork was just kind of just sustaining work, like let's just give them something to do because I know we'll be coming back to class. 
Um, so I think a lot of the work was not as challenging um, as it should have been um, to just keep them on course. But the moment that we were told that they would not be going back into the classroom, I think they started to build up the rigor a lot more, but not necessarily aligning it with the support um, in the beginning to where they had to adjust to that. Um, so I am able to um, see virtually. Um, they send the link so if parents want to join in, um, they are taking attendance and we'll let you know if your student is missing an assignment or um, if they need any additional assistance, they'll give you links for those. Um, and then I've also had um, a couple of parent-teacher phone conferences, um, and they're able to address any questions or concerns. Ooh. You know, I, while I was listening to you, I just, uh, we may need a virtual PPA. <laughs> Do, um, so my, my kids are pushing 30. Uh, you know, they're, listen, I think I'm dating myself, but my, my, my daughter is, is um, just about 30. And, and, and my other, my youngest daughter is an educator herself who was teaching in, um, out of the country who should be on this call. So um, okay. it's about 9.30 p.m. there. So she should be listening to her mom, and she probably should be a part of it so I can get her on. But at any event, I was thinking about PPA, right, because I'm thinking about the PPA was a support group for the parents. So we may need yeah. to implement a virtual day group to support the parents to kind of talk about with some of the issues that they're having because if they don't have access to resources or having challenging times, this will probably be a good support um, for them to be able to have someone to talk to or to vent to about some of your frustrations. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had a conversation with my youngest daughter's teacher um, last week because she brought back by her um, laptop that she had left in the classroom, and I was just trying to get an understanding of what, what the things potentially look like for the next school year. And she's speaking on they're being told that it may start out virtually, um, which also can be difficult as well because as we're planning on hoping to get back to some type of normalcy, we may still have to potentially be at home with our children, you know what I mean? And then what do we do throughout the summer as well when they would typically be going to summer camp or things of that sort? We have to still keep them home and keep them safe or try to keep them continuously keeping them educated. Oh, wow. This is definitely the, um, something to, to think about moving forward. Um, so what, let's talk about your high school um, daughter, the one that, that is a senior who is graduating. So congratulations to, to her, you all. She is a senior at Westlake High School. Um, so, Camille, congratulations to you. Thank for, you. Um, <laughs> we are so happy. What has this been like for you as a senior? Um, it's been different. You know, we lost um, graduation and prom and different senior activities. We were going to do senior picnics. We were going to have a silent party. So all of that's, you know, not happening anymore. Uh, have you all did anything um, virtually um, or online? Or what has the school done to kind of help um, celebrate you all? Um, they're planning to have some type of virtual graduation. They're, you know, putting out different ideas um, so that everyone can be safe and have no contact. But um, I think they're planning to do a live stream of some sort, and we're also to tune in. But they're still putting out different ideas. Oh, 
And, and how, how are you personally going to celebrate your graduation? I'm having a car parade today, actually. We invited all my friends and family, and everyone's supposed to, <laughs> everyone's supposed to, you know, stay in the car so there's no contact. And I'm going to um, tell them my college decision today. So that should be fun. Oh, I'm very excited. So you're going to give an announcement to your family. How cool is that? It's like a rebuilding party. Yes, yeah. right. So I understand your mom has put together a parade in, in our community in which all of the graduates are going to participate um, by decorating a car and having a parade. They have a parade route um, in the city of South Fulton, um, specifically the Camp Creek, Campbellton area. There's going to be a parade perusing where these students will be um, you know, I guess you guys are going to be in your cap and gown. Are you wearing your cap and gown? Yes, I'm going to be wearing my cap and gown and have my um, College Decision Day shirt underneath so I can, you know, unzip and unveil and show everybody. Oh, how cute is that? That is cute. Well, the, the parade is going to take place at what time? I think it's 3. Is it 3 o'clock? Yes, it's at 3 o'clock. And they've made a um, route so not just I but other seniors in the neighborhood who don't necessarily go to my school, they can all get recognize and we can pass by the house or they can join the parade if they want to. Their friends and family can join the parade, things like that. Okay. Well, I am going to share, once you make an announcement, um, since the, the listeners here have met you and everyone, please say congratulations to Kalia. Her name is spelled C-A-L-I-Y-A. Please congratulate her if you are watching by Facebook. Show her some love. Um, send her some hearts and hugs and wish her well um, as she, you know, continues to strive, even though missing um, some of the things that we've had the liberty uh, of, taking part, of partaking in, like a graduation and a prom. So is there any um, – where's your mom? I have a question for her. She's right here. Hey, I'm here. Carla, how do you relive this moment for her? Like, like can, 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 you, can, this be, can you make this up? Can, can a prom be, be done or a date night? or How do you bring this back? Because, you know, this is memorable for us. Exactly. How do you make um, this? We've, <laughs> we've had to get really creative um, with this day and time, of course, in trying to relive some of these things. She does have her prom dress, so right as they were being told that they weren't going to have a prom, her dress was coming in and it had been custom-made. Um, so one thing about my daughter is she's very laid back. She's very humble. So she wasn't really concerned about the prom because she did go last year. Um, and she has all of her pictures and the experience from last year in her junior year. Her more um, focus was on her graduation because, of course, she's been in kindergarten. You think about this moment your whole life, like, what can I do? And I can't wait to walk across the stage. So I kept trying to think about what we could do. So the parade was like the first thing that came to mind because it allows everyone to still join together by being socially distant. And then they can kind of decorate their cars and the neighbors can stand out in their yards to kind of wave us by. And I think that that was a great medium for us to kind of celebrate her in that way. And it kind of gave the spotlight on her when she usually doesn't like the spotlight. Um, We've talked about doing some other things, making a – 
scrapbook of just the events that have taken place because, of course, when she came into the world, we experienced 9-11. So now here it is. She's graduating high school, and we have this pandemic. So there's been quite a few um, things that have happened just in our world during her most um, precious moments of her life. Um, so we were going to do a scrapbook. Um, we have some other things scheduled that we're going to do, um, just trying to make it different. Um, of course, a lot of people are doing a lot of commencement um, addresses to just seniors in general. She'll be participating in those. It's been different, um, but she's been a trooper. She's been positive the whole time. She hasn't complained. Um, she's been excited about the small things, um, learning new things by herself, focusing on things that she enjoys, such as art. She's a really good artist, so she's been doing a lot of that. Um, which has not made me feel as bad because I think I feel sometimes that worse than she does that she didn't get a chance to experience some of the things that, you know, we did when we were growing up for graduation. Um, but but I'm happy about the things that we've planned so far. Uh, well, kudos to, to you and, um, and uh, congratulations to her again. And you all, please, 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 uh, please help make these moments um, special for Kalia. You know, she's missing some precious moments, as her mom said. So please um, congratulate her, C-A-L-I-Y-A. Congratulate her on the Facebook Live. Show her some love, send her some art. And if you want to share any, any words of encouragement for her, please do that as well. I also want to remind everyone that there are programs that are out here to help these seniors to have um, an amazing year to do things for them. There are some adoptions. Adopt a Senior, um, I guess, groups on Facebook. If you Google it or if you put some searches in on Facebook, you'll find that there are statewide Adopt a Senior groups. There are local groups for different high schools as well as different counties. So um, check out Adopt a Senior. You can adopt a senior in Georgia. I know that exists. Um, adopt a Senior at Westlake High School, which is my neighborhood school, and there are also some other programs out there that are adopting a senior. So send them an e-card, um, send them a couple of dollars as well. Um, that will always help, but you definitely can support them. Adopt the seniors if they need and, and, and help them out. So I know that you all have to get ready for the parade, and I will be uh, watching. Um, I, I'm going to go live and share, and share that um, so that just to help capture the moment uh, for Kalia. So thank you both for participating on the show, and um, I wish you the best. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So this, this is a new day, right? This is a new day. This is something new, something different, something weird, something stressful. But, but what does this all mean, and, and, where, and where are we going? So if, if parents are now having to educate their kids at home, right, and as we learned and heard that some kids don't even have the proper equipment um, to access this virtual learning platform that they are expected to be educated from, what is this going to look like in, in, in the future? Like where is this going and how is it affecting the quality of education that we want our kids to have? So I'm going to re-invite and reconnect our former um, former principal, uh, wow, a lifelong advocate of education, uh, Tiffany Burney. She has been in education for over 18 years, you all. 
Um, she has a dynamic resume, um, very active inside the classroom. Outside the classroom, she's mentored kids. She supported, led, and assisted, directed, and funded programs that help with education, um, that help with, you know, because not only it used to be a time that all you had to do is worry about teaching kids, but now there's so much that goes into ensuring that the kids are ready to learn by assisting with issues that, that are happening outside of the classroom. And when I tell you that this woman has been there, not only for her own kids, but for everybody else's kids, it is my honor to bring her back into the cafe. Good morning, Tiff. How are you? Good morning. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Let me find out you're working for AT&T. Yes, we can hear you now. We can hear okay. you Okay. I was like, she's, she did that wonderful introduction, but I can't work a phone. <laughs> she could. I was like, oh, my gosh, she can't hear me. But, okay, I'm here now. I want to first uh, really applaud the parents that you had on. That is really awesome, um, the work that your daughter is doing. I've actually had a chance to peep into the classroom from the pictures that you've posted. And the parent that had children on different levels, Oh my God, she's doing a wonderful job. If nobody hasn't told them lately, they're they're doing an awesome job. I'm sure they appreciate that. I'm sure they appreciate that. And they both said that it's been difficult and and it's been challenging. And that um and you heard the one of them said that she uh, well Carla said that one of the blessings has been that they are tech savvy and they do have devices because you know it was just surprising to me that there are kids out there who I didn't even think about that, but that's something that I wouldn't think about because that's not my norm, you know, but there are people who can access technology to give the kids the quality learning that they're so deserving of. Exactly. So the fact that she is tech savvy, that is not the norm, though. We have so many students that are in um, homes with um Arrogant parents. Let's think about that as well. We got kids that are with grandparents or even great grandparents that have no clue how to assist the children with logging on to um, the computers or the laptops and the Chromebooks, and they they just really can't assist our children. So, I mean, um, that's wonderful that she definitely is tech savvy and she can assist her her um, children. But also there are so many children um, throughout this whole pandemic that can't get that kind of support. So the question is, what are we going to do um, to support these children to fill in the gaps um, of learning that they have missed for those that, that did not have assistance at home? So that is really, really critical when we get ready to return to school. If we return back to school in August or September, what is that going to look like? How are we going to um, curve this um, slide and get ahead of this particular curve in education where so many kids missed out on um, really important standards, um, assessments, um, just so teachers can be able to, you know, really know what they're working with when students return? Did you have any idea, or what's the word on the street in terms of what what is to happen? What can we expect, or what can the parents be doing to prepare for this? 
Um, right now, what I'm experiencing is that a lot of um, districts are in a knee-jerk reaction. Um, instead of being very proactive, um, they're being very they're reactive. This is something they haven't experienced. Um, all school districts do have what we call an emergency preparedness individual that um, typically just um, works on health, safety, well-being of students, how to evacuate during um, an emergency within the school um, where they may have harm to them, such as hurricanes, tornadoes, or even someone entering the school. But what most districts do not have is an emergency preparedness plan for education. So how do we pack up this classroom and re relocate this classroom to a whole other space? So our new spaces, students are at home, and how do we do this? I want to applaud the districts that have really stepped in and done that um, and have said, okay, we got to do something. What do we do? We pass out all of our laptops, all of our computers. We get the kids working. And so what school districts are having to do now is plan a distance learning plan, and what does that look like? And in some cases, it is going to be a one-to-one, -one, but we still have to remember that there are a lot of very rural areas where students um, are still having issues with equity and access to one-to-one um, -to -one materials and devices. So that's still an issue. And then we still have those kids who have parents and grandparents or aunties at home that can't assist them. So if you're at home with grandma and she has no idea how to get Wi-Fi, how to set up Wi-Fi, you know, she just she just pays the bill. You know, a lot of um, of our parents and caretakers, they look at teachers as the experts. And I know a lot of times in education, um, teachers often get upset because they're like, they won't help. They say, you know, it's my job. You know, I should work with the student at home. And, you know, I don't know what to do. You need to figure it out. And I've heard parents tell teachers that. But if we really look at that deep down inside, the parent is saying you're the expert. I know, I have no clue about teaching. That's what the parent is really saying. And that's okay because when, when your tummy hurts or when you injure yourself, you go to a doctor and you pretty much have faith that the doctor is going to prescribe what is needed for that pain or their ailment. So for a parent or a surrogate parent or a guardian to have faith in you as a teacher just speaks volumes that this is not my area, so you need to figure this out. And so we're going to have to bring all of these um, individuals to the table to figure out how to best serve our students not if, but when this happens again. How do we do that? How do we make that shift? Um, there are some districts that are preparing to bring students back a little earlier to do some assessment so that they'll pretty much know how to place students in the next grade level so that they can give them that additional support that they may need. Um, some districts are just waiting on directions from the governor in their state or the um, Department of Education in their state because they have no clue how to solve this. Um, 
the best thing that has come out of it right now is the fact that they did issue um, some funding through the CARES Act for our K-12 um, school systems. So that in itself will help some with um, students being able to receive um, technology devices so that they can be able to work from home. But again, when you talk about who's going to assist that child at home, how do you do that when you have children who don't have anyone at home um, to support them with their education? Because remember, during the school year when we're in person, there are a lot of students who don't have anyone coming into the school to support them. They have a caretaker. They provide them a meal and um, a place to stay, but no support. So that that is really critical. Um, there's going to be a lot of mental health issues that come out of this. Um, I know students who just really rely on seeing their teachers every day for that smile, that hug, going to school for those two additional meals because mom can't afford that, but now our kids are at home and mom is having to scramble to make three hot meals, and she could barely do one before. So there's a great deal of issues that um, will probably come out of this um, pandemic, and um, I'm hoping that the resources and the fundraising and all of those um, things that people are doing around the world will make a difference, especially with our children. I'm so concerned about the children. Um, yeah, and for me, I've adopted two seniors um, for this year, and I've sent out um, wireless keyboards to three different students that needed a wireless keyboard. So I'm just doing even my small part because when you really think about it, there are so, so many kids that need support. Uh, Tiffany, how how are you aware of kids that, that need assistance? Is there any information you can share so I can place that on the um, on the site so that if there are others who want to help or donate can can give any support groups that you are participating in that you can share? Well, I, I don't really um I didn't really join a Facebook page for the seniors because I felt like within my circle, I was like, I know I have someone in my circle that um, actually has seniors. So I started with my circle of friends first. So a lot of times, you know, within your circle of friends, people don't typically let you know everything that's going on with them. But I knew that, hey, somewhere in my circle, someone has some um, seniors, so I need to tap into that circle first. And I think that if each one of us tap into our own circle of friends to see who needs what, that we can definitely reach more kids. Because we all know cousins, friends, extended family members. And I think I did a post about um, passing out or sending out a wireless keyboard that I no longer had an iPad to fit it. And so once I put that post up, other individuals was like, I, I need one. I need one for my daughter. And so not only did I send out the one I had, but I purchased two more for some other people. And so it's just things of that nature. So with your reach, 
I think it would be great if you would just do a general post and say, are there individuals that you know of that need support? And we can start there with friends, and we all can just chime in to support. Start where you are is basically the recommendation from from Tiffany Bernie in terms of helping those who may be in need. And uh, I guess going forward, looking looking from where we are now, and and with the expectation that even if school doesn't start till August September, I'm sure that there are supplies that people can use to help their kids, um, just with with access to learning um, resources, education, books. Let's talk about books, Tiffany. What can the kids do to get books, to read more books? Do you have any information on sharing um, how they can get access to materials over the summer so they can at least continue to read or practice reading? Well, the company that I work for, American Reading Company, um, we have a website, and I'll share that link with you, Lynn. Um, Don, I'm sorry. I'll share that link with you, and you can post the link on your website. Parents can sign up for a free account, and once they sign up for a free account, they'll initially get six free books that they'll be able to read digitally, and then they'll receive a coupon for 20 more additional books. So there are abundance of free um, resources for students to um, be able to access books. Um, I have another website that I love. It is by the Skills, um, I think it's the Skills Actors Guild, they actually have celebrities that read books to um, read books live online, and students can choose a book, and each book is being read by a different celebrity. I absolutely love that website, and I'll give that one to you as well um, for students to actually go to. And at night, if a parent wants to put a student to bed with a bedtime story, they will actually read the story to the student. So there are several um, different companies that are actually offering digital resources for free um, throughout this pandemic. I saw ABC Mouse had something online to um, support activities for um, students free. And so um, I would say for parents to push back on some of the different um, vendors that the schools are using to say, hey, what resources do you have for our students? And um, even teachers, I mean, parents can even call their school and say, hey, can we pick up some books? I don't have any books. Call your school and ask your um, student's teacher, hey, can can you bundle some books and drop them off on the doorstep, or can I come by the school and pick up some books? Um, one of the best things that parents can do, if they don't know how to work the technology, they have no clue um, what's going on, online books, get get their hands on books and allow students to read online, to read um, books each evening. So that's one of the best things that our parents can do um, for students. If they are not tech, tech savvy, they can't operate the system, have the student read daily for at least 30 minutes to an hour. That's the best thing our parents can do when all else fails and they just can't do all of that technology, um, have the students read books. All right, Tiffany. Tiffany, uh, is any other, we've got about two 
more minutes before we, we end the show. Any other information you can share um, with – oh, you know what? After you do that, I have a question for you. Um, any other information that you can share about um, with the parents about any other resources that may be available for them during this trying um, um, time? This, okay, so the website for reading online is called Storyline Online, and I will send you that information to you as well. Um, go to AmericanReadingCompany.com website to access the free digital resource online. Um, contact your local school district to find out what other resources are available for their students in the area. Um, make sure that you are reaching out to your student's teacher on a regular. If you are not tech savvy, at least reach out and try to get a phone number so that you can give her a call. Um, I've heard teachers were reading to students over the phone. Um, they were doing Facebook um, live readings to their students. So there, there are a lot of different resources. And remember, you still have your 211. Um, in most areas, you can pick up the phone and dial 211 to find out about local resources for lunch and um, food, food banks and things of that nature. I know that Atlanta Public Schools is doing an awesome job with um, feeding the kids daily, and they go out to the local bus stops in the area. So your school um, district office is your first line of resources to figure out what is going on in the district to support our students. So I have a question. So with all of this impacting, um, so all of this push to virtual learning, pushing the responsibilities um, for the child education to the mom or the parents in the home, what's happening with the educators or the teachers? Are jobs at risk for them? Two things have happened, um, Don, that I believe um, has truly happened during this pandemic. Um, parents and caretakers and guardians really know teachers' worth, and parents and guardians now know students' classroom characteristics. Are teachers' jobs in jeopardy? I really don't think so, because from at this point now, everyone from the mayor of Atlanta to the grandmother at home has said, when is school opening back up? Pay the teachers more. Um, I am not a teacher. Thank you. So next week um, is Teacher Appreciation Week. And I know we're not in school, but, you know, we have all kind of virtual and digital access to do so many wonderful things. I would love for parents, caretakers, and guardians to send a message of love, a Facebook post, um, an Instagram post, a TikTok, or something to show their appreciation for their child's teacher. Next week is really critical. So next week um, on Friday, I will be feeding the staff at Dobbs Elementary in Atlanta. So Atlanta is still my home, although I reside in Louisiana. Um, I still consider Atlanta home. Um, I did almost all of my education and um, experiences in Atlanta Public School. So I am feeding the staff at Dobbs Elementary, and we will be doing a drive-through pickup 
um, lunch to show our appreciation for the staff at Dobbs Elementary uh, with Principal Tiffany Reagan. So um, next week, let's let's just show out for our teachers, but I really don't think their job's at risk. I believe this pandemic has showed that, if nothing else, we really do need our teachers. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for um, hanging out with me and, and, and the cafe and working through those technical difficulties and showing up, because that's what we do. We show up and we show out. So well, we yes, appreciate you. <laughs> and thank you for, for what you've done, and thank you for what you shared with, with my audience. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, folks, so we, we have, this has been a lot of information that's been shared throughout this hour of power. We, we've heard from parents who, are, who have been challenged with working from home, teaching from home, and still managing your household while you have to educate your kids. We heard from parents of elementary school, middle school, and high school. We heard from a high school student who talked about what she's doing to celebrate her accomplishments today, um, which is going to be a parade. They're doing a car parade where the high schoolers are decorating their cars and doing a parade in the city of South Fulton area. That's going to start at 3 p.m. I'm going to try to capture some of that and post some of that just to congratulate those students who work so hard. Um, you can also support them as well by finding and adopt a senior um, group. There are lots of seniors that still plan to go on to college or to take on um, their next journey and do need support. Uh, we heard that there are parents who are having issues with resources of educating their kids and providing the, the virtual learning environment that is conducive for them to learn. Um, some not even having technical, um, not even having computers or laptops or or phones, or, or even Wi-Fi to connect. So there's a lot of issues going on. There are a lot of challenges, but there are a lot of ways that we can help. So I encourage you to get out there, love on someone, help someone, um, especially those who are having challenges educating our kids. We know how important it is to keep our kids educated and to keep them excited about learning. So if you can help someone, each one reach one, touch someone, uh, help someone, empower someone, um, do that. Do that for yourself. Do that for the community. But nothing else. Do it for God. Do it for the love of God, right? I am getting emotional. <laughs> do it for the love of God, y'all. We, we, we have got to do better. If, if I haven't got anything else from this experience, it has reminded me of what's important. You know, we went a, a month without things and, and found that some of those things that we would run after, crave after, long for, desire, are, are not even important, at least not, not in this moment. All right, we want to help educate these kids, y'all. So um, check out those free books. Check out those free resources, those free websites. And um, if nothing else, just text them to your grandkids, to your cousins, nieces, nephews. So share the information, share the information. Hey, Kim Wilson, I'm glad you stopped by. I'm going to be calling you so I can get you on the show. I have a topic for you as well. What's up, Tony? Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for passing through and for all of the other ones who are on the live showing love and sharing the information. 
I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. That's my time, so I got to get out of here. But uh, it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, show. And I'm praying and hoping that we inspire and help educate these kids and provide a virtual learning environment so they can um, continue to, you know, strive and and be great uh, participants, uh, great individuals, and achieve their educational goals. So I'm out of here, y'all. Lots of love. Have a good week. We'll see you next week on Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website coffeetalkwithsoy.com as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye.